Hey, what's up? It's your homegirl, Complex Angel, and I'm Navad. And it's your girl, Queen K. I'm the Vision. And welcome back to another episode of Queens with Vibes and Vision. So, Queen K, how has your week been since last week? Okay, so the start of my week was uh, the norm, right? But then I got to go to Philly. Hey. Um, <clears throat> so I was in Philly for the weekend, uh, spending it with Complex, uh, D.C., and our friend Stiz, and my newfound, well, I can't call her, well, yeah, newfound friend, Natasha. Um, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, it was really, really dope. Got to see some great parts of Philly. Like, every time I go, Complex always shows me a good time. And we always see something different. So it was just really nice seeing something that resembled home so much. Like, uh, it's called Hot Town. And when I mm-hmm. tell you guys, it makes you feel like you're on Main Street on Royal Oak. Or it makes you feel like you're in, um, uh, what did I say? I think I said. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it makes you feel at home. Like I, if I was to move, my, I would strongly <laughs> move to Pottstown. Like it was so nice there. I, I love the scenery. I, it just felt like home. Okay, it just felt like I was here in Michigan, but in a different part of Michigan. So yeah, um, but other than that, I had a dope time. Like I'm telling y'all, I stay up. Y'all know I be in the bed. Okay, I'm tired of old, but I was up and I. I did not want to go to sleep, like, um, yeah, and then at the airport was the scariest time because I partaked <laughs> in some extracurricular activities, and nobody told me, as well, I think I forgot that Philly is the only airport that has an actual live uh, canine walking around you, sniffing you, and I'm just sitting there like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm just going to blame it on the chick that's next to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was shaking, okay? Oh, <laughs> I was shaking God. like a stripper, but by the grace of God, I made it through, okay? Oh, um, but, yeah, it was, it was really dope. I had so much fun, uh, a lot of memories uh, stored in my memory bank. Um, so, yeah, I can't complain. Uh came back. My kids met me at the dough. Um, <laughs> just, you know, just loving on me. So I'm 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 happy. Um, yeah, this has been a good week. Uh, what about you, Complex? Well, like you said, it was a dope-ass time this weekend, hanging with you, D.C., Stiz, and Natasha. Um, you know, we had to redeem ourselves the first day. D.C. and Queen K was not feeling the food in the place that we mm-hmm. took them to. You know, it was looking like a D-plus, but Posh Town saved the day the next day, and I was able to make my way back up to an A-minus. <laughs> But um, it was just dope to be around good energy. The day before they came, I knew that I was going to be extra excited. So I said, you know what, I'm going to eat an edible to make me go to sleep. It did the total fucking opposite. I was actually up at 4.30 in the morning. I called her in D.C. like, yeah, so y'all ready to get on the plane? And they're like, why are you not sleep? Because you got to come get us by uh, 9.40. I was like, I got this. I'm going to be, man, I was, I almost slept through. I slept, almost slept through. I slept 30 minutes over the town when the alarm was supposed to go off. But it was, it was definitely dope. Um, then, you know, after they left, I went to go perform at my homegirl Sheena's event, Business Expo. It was her and her sister's first um, event, you know, where they had other people, vendors come out and they networked. I performed there. I did two poems. They were vendors. There was other people there that was vendors. I got some more edibles. It was dope. It was dope. Okay. Okay. All right. So it seems like we off to a good start. We both feeling, you know, we still on the high of our beautiful week. So we're going to jump right mm-hmm. on into this show, y'all, because we going to need this, okay? Because we going there with this one. But before we get there... <laughs> I'm going to give y'all my uh, A.O. King and Queen quotes. Now, both of them are sponsored by Pinterest. Um, just some little daily quotes that come up on my – okay, so the first one is, I can't mm, – I couldn't heal because I kept pretending I wasn't hurt. Now, y'all, mm. I've been battling with this self-journey, um, you know, discovering myself and, you know, just trying to heal. But I walk around like nothing happened to me, and it's hard to – heal properly if you keep on denying what hurts you. If you don't face what hurts you, you have to face what hurts you in order to heal from it. If you keep pretending or you keep hiding behind a mask of I'm okay or I'll handle it, you will never heal. And you you will still have triggers, you know. So 
I'm learning that I have to face what I was hurt from, and then that's when I can start this healing process, this transformation. Mm-hmm. And the second one was your apology needs to be as loud as your disrespect was. Y'all, don't accept these quiet apologies when they pretty much disrespected you to the max. It is okay to want that same energy when they have to mm-hmm. apologize. Um, stop being okay with bare minimum when it comes to apologies, okay? Y'all, we're grown. We can speak how we feel. I mean, that's just in a nutshell um, how I can say it. Uh, I've been in situations with my kids, family, um, that I just feel like should be apologized for. You disrespected me to my face, so let's, come on, bring that apology just as loud. So that's why Mm -hmm. those two quotes stuck out to me this week, y'all. I hope they help somebody else like they helped me. Uh, But, yeah, that is my A.O. King and Queen quote for the week. Um, Okay, now we're going to jump right into that. Oh, thank you. We're going to jump right into that slay tip for hair, y'all. Okay, so I got a hair tip. This one is sponsored by Pinterest as well, okay? It says one way to hair growth is not is to not get protein treatment. Protein fills in the gaps, strengthening areas where the little fibers of the hair strands are missing, so it looks like new again. Y'all, don't forget those protein treatments. I would recommend a protein treatment. About once a month, you don't want to put too much protein in your hair because if you put too much in there, your hair will become brittle. So give yourself like one good protein treatment per month, and I think you should start seeing some lengthening happening, okay? So that is my Queen K Slay Tips for hair. We're going to jump right into the sipping tea for the soul topic, y'all. We are talking about what really happened to the village. Now, we all have heard the saying, it takes a village to raise a child, um, so that's nothing new to nobody that's listening, right? But what happens mm-hmm. to the village? You don't see that strong bond anymore. You don't see the grandparents or the neighbors on the block or, you know, the older people helping you to raise the younger ones that's coming up. It just seems like everybody is for self and everybody is so confrontational now. So me and Complex have two different aspects that we're going to touch on to try to get some clarity on what really happened to the village. And these are just from our perspectives, you guys, okay? So we're just answering based off of what we feel. My first, Mm -hmm. well, my aspect is breaking the generational curses, okay, or breaking the curses. So my first question to you, Complex, is, do you think, well, no, I'm going to start with this one. Do you think that because we are a generation who no longer wants to accept the norms of staying silent about our issues has caused the village to crumble? Um, I believe to a certain extent that definitely plays a part. I feel like um, the generation before us is very close-minded. They're, it, it was it, it was a challenge for our parents to have children like us because I feel like our generation was the, the test dummies for everything. You know, we were introduced to social media. So we had to learn to be open-minded because, you know, with technology is changing all the time. So social media was changing. You know, it was Black Planet. Then it was MySpace, you know. So, like, we mm-hmm. we were exposed to more than the generation before us. And that's hard for them because, you know, they're used to doing what their parents did, our grandparents, projecting their views onto yeah. you, not listening to what you have to say. You're a child, and it gets to a point where you get older and the parent still sees you as a child because they played that role for so long they don't know how to break it. You get what I'm saying? They're not yeah. used to kids speaking up for themselves. They take it as disrespect. And it's getting to a point now where, you know, even if you have, um, like, like if you have to live with your parents when you're even an adult, they still want to sit up there and belittle you like you're a child and they want to still control mm-hmm. you. They don't want to see you as human. And I just feel like that's, that's a part of them, you know, that was one of the reasons that made them back off when we started changing the narrative for our kids, you get what I'm saying? They, they yeah. slowly just said, okay, well, you'll learn on your own. You'll fall on your ass. Huh. You want to be your child's friend. They, they don't get it. Mm-hmm. What's your take on yeah. it? Yeah. 
I really feel like they don't get it because it was so common to say whatever stay whatever happens in this household stays in this household. So you had to mm-hmm. stay quiet about a lot of stuff. You couldn't speak up for yourself. Um, so they because we're we're saying no, you know, no mm-hmm. to that. And yes, I do have problems. Yes, I want to go speak to somebody else. No, I hate mm-hmm. feeling like this. So yes, I'm gonna take it to social media. Um, yeah, they they can't accept that because, like you said, it was not like that before. They were not mm-hmm. used to putting all their business out there or talking to people to get help. I remember for me when um, when I first told my mom that I, I mean I've been battling depression my whole life. Like I can mm-hmm. remember just as young as what I'll, I'll probably say ten, right? So I've been battling depression. I, I just kept it in. I would go through these mood swings, and everybody like, oh, she just she just becoming a preteen. She'd be all right. She just in her feelings, or you know, her hormones is raised. That's why she keep acting like that. And my mom, you know, not knowing, she ignored it because you know that's what they're taught. Oh, when they go through that stage, you know, that's when they start feeling themselves or smelling themselves. They would like to say. Um, so when I finally told her as a teen, I was, I had my first son and I told her what I was going through. She's like, oh, you better not go tell those people that then they're going to take your son away from you. Ain't nothing wrong with you. You'll be all right. You just need, no, but mm-hmm. I listened to her. I'm like, yeah, she right. Cause she, my mama, she know what she's talking mm-hmm. about. No. And then that's another thing they have to understand. Life itself has no manual, neither does parenting. Right. So you're not going to know the answers to everything. Nobody knows the answer to everything. Every day on this is a learning experience, and that's what they don't know. They think if it works for me, it's going to work for you because this is what I taught you because this is what I know, and that's not yep. the case. The norm is, is, is it's a learn, like I said, it's a learning experience every day. So you can't just base my situation off of, you know, your solution. No, it's not going to work like that. I have a different solution. Mm-hmm. Everyone is different. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I definitely feel like they don't understand us. They don't get us. We can't – we're not going to sit back and accept the norm or the box that they put us in because of what they know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's and, why we bump heads a lot. And let's just be honest because I want to piggyback on what you just said. It, a lot of the shit that they went through, it, it wasn't – they weren't fine. It, they weren't okay. They just learned how to mm-hmm. suppress it. And, like, you know, other traumas just overpacked that shit. They weren't okay. It, trust me. Yeah. Like, you you unpacking that shit right now, shit that happened to you back in your, uh, you know, the childhood, your childhood and everything. So let's stop fronting. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, got to face this head on. And they don't know how to face their head on because that's just it. They're mm-hmm. built to suppress it. That's what they were taught. Yep. They were taught how to bury that deep within them and don't even think about it no more. Don't even bring it up. Okay? So my mm-hmm. next question, that leads me right into my next question. Do you think it's too late for us to be heard by the older generation so we can all play a part in raising our new generation? Um, <clears throat> I honestly think it all depends on the person because I believe in each generation there's always a percentage, sorry about that, y'all. There's always a percentage of people that, you know, are there to break the norm, change the norm, and everything like that, right? So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, like we have our Martin Luther King, we had our Malcolm X, people that just wanted to change it. So I feel like there are people in the older generations that, you know, want to be open-minded, but you have a huger percent that is very stubborn and just like, you know what, <laughs> fuck this. I'm not listening to you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because they're, what we call it, they're stuck in their damn ways and you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You can if they have the mentality to want to change, but a lot of people yes. are stuck in their ways. So um, I feel like you could probably talk to them and voice your opinion, but they may not understand, you know what I'm saying, what they may not understand they, they may not understand it. You know, like, it, it's, it's no way I could put it. Yeah. They just may not understand it because they're stuck with believing that a child has no feelings. A child, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, doesn't know what the fuck they want in life. What I say goes. And it's like, well, this child was brought here to do something totally different than what you did. Like, you want to live your childhood through your kid, and that's, that's not fair. Like, I remember my mama yeah. telling me one time, 
because she was like, why don't you keep your prom dress? And I was like, you can keep it. Well, what, what if your daughter wants it? I was like, my daughter might not even like this dress. This dress may not even be in style. I'm not going to project my childhood onto my child. You get what I'm saying? I'm going to let them be. And to them, that's, oh, you're going to let your child control you. You're going to let your child run the world. And it's like, no, I'm just going to let my child be and know that they exist in this world. What's your take on it? I feel like, like you said, (laughs) it's kind of a up and up and up, I mean, up and down thing with me. Like, I feel like some are getting the hang of it and starting to listen to the, you know, us more learning that we do have a voice um, when we are, you know, speaking about what's going on. It is a small, I mean, well, it is a percentage of people of older, of the older generation that do want to hear us out and that accept how we feel and is trying to learn how to be there for us, you know, because they're learning, okay, yeah, well, we put you through, that's not right. How is it that you don't have a voice? Because I think they're seeing a lot of their kids, you know, as adults being parents, and they're like, okay, yeah, damn, I shouldn't have taught you that way because now you can pass that on to my grandkids. Because let's be honest, parents <laughs> love their grandkids way more than they love their kids. I'm sorry. When, when yep. you got a grandkid, <laughs> you can forget about your parents showing you any love. Because I see different stuff that my mom yes. do with my kids that she didn't dare do with, with us. Like, she actually talks mm-hmm. to the hey, why are you feeling like, why you do that? Explain to me what was what was going on. Why you think like, but for me, if you don't sit your ass down and shut up, okay, ma'am. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's so different, but I think, yeah, I think that they want to learn us. They want to hear our voice. Like my mom, like I said, she is completely different with my kids than she was. Like I tell my, I'd be so jealous. I tell my kids, that is not the Joyce that I do. Okay, let me tell y'all. How y'all, y'all grandma is not the same mom I had. So y'all better love that. Like, she talks to y'all. You know, she asks y'all what's wrong or what y'all going through, and she makes y'all feel like y'all got a voice. That is not how I was brought up, baby. So, um, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I just feel like it is some, some of them that want to hear because they see what their grandkids are going through through and what they're exposed to and they're trying to change. And I feel like the more of them that understand that and that sees that change, I feel like it's still time, you know, for us all to come together to pull this younger generation up because, baby, where they're going right now with this younger generation, I don't like it. That's our future. And I, uh uh-uh, it's too many of them lost because no one wants to hear them. No one wants to see them. Like, you know, no, we're losing our babies left and right, y'all. We got to form some alliance so that we can build them up, show them that they are, you know, descendants of royalty. Like, but right now, yeah, no. If we don't come together, they won't come together. That part. Okay. So my next question is, have we failed the village? Now, I'm asking this, um, I'm just asking because we're so quick to cancel people in this generation that we don't mm-hmm. think that they need healing too. It's in the forefront now and easier for us to see the issues, but it's not easy to break the generational curses for them. So have we failed them? Um, I feel like when you follow the trends, you definitely fail somebody. Cause it's like I said before in the black community, we don't know how, we don't know how to, um, comfort people when they're in pain all we do is know how to give up on somebody because we've had somebody give up on us and walk out on us we've had mothers you know leave babies at the hospital because you know what i didn't sign up for this we've had dads walk out because you know what this shit is a little bit too fucking hard we've had the guardians who take us in only wanted us because of a fucking check we never got that genuine love right so um yeah we definitely it trickles down and we definitely, you can fail the village if you give up on a person because you just feel like, you know what, I ain't got to be responsible for this shit because nobody else had my back. You get what I'm saying? And it is fucked up because when a child is only seen and not heard, they start looking for validation through other things. It could be in the streets. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, you have a lot of these, you have a lot of these little boys getting validation from drug dealers and, and trying to find families and that. And then they realize when they in jail or when they did, they never gave a fuck about you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You have 
daughters, you know, out here looking for validation through these older guys, looking for these father figures when they didn't have a father in their life. So it's like we have to do better. You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. I choose not to cancel people. And I'll be honest, if it's too much for me to handle you know, I'll let you know, but I'm not going to just give up on you. But in the black community, we don't know how to. Like, look look at Shakari, uh, Shakari, how basically yes. she just came back and they're canceling her because she lost. We're so quick to do that. We're so quick to just give up versus understanding. What's your take on it? Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like, in a sense, we failed the village because, with all this new technology and all these resources, we've learned how to help us. You know, we've learned how mm-hmm. to, you know, we've learned that we need to unlearn to relearn. And we pretty much put the older generation on the back burner. Like, no, nah, they're too old to learn. You know, they don't want to learn. They're stuck in their ways. No, you. it's layers and layers of suppressed mm-hmm. feelings that they have. You know, they've gotten to a point in their age where they like, well, it's worked for me all this time, so this is all I know. But, no, we have to show them, you know, and not beat it down their throats or be mean about it or try to cancel them out, you know, because a lot of people be like, oh, they oh, F them. No, no, they experience a lot of hurt, and, you know, and they need to know it's okay to express it. It's okay to relive it a little bit so you can start the healing process. Because I know, like, me and my mom, it was like a random night. Me and her was just talking, and I noticed that my mom – suppressed a lot of stuff because the stuff that she was telling me, she was like, damn, I didn't even remember I did that or I didn't even remember that happened mm. until I'm just sitting here talking to you. And it was just like, I felt sad. And I'm like, Ma, you know, yeah. we always talk whenever. And she was like, girl, I'll be all right. And that's it. And the conversation switched. She's so used mm. to turning it off that it doesn't even bother her no more. But the one moment she gave me a glimpse into her life, I seen the hurt in her eyes. Like, I heard it in her voice. But she's used to just turning it off. So we have to let them know it's okay to talk to somebody. It don't matter what your age is. You still can heal. You're still in the learning stage. So, yeah, I definitely feel like we felt them because we don't want to sit down and understand them. We just want to heal ourselves and move on past it. No, they need help, too. They need healing, too. It's a lot of stuff that my mother, that my grandmother, that my great-grandmother experienced mm-hmm. that it shouldn't have been okay, you know? But, hey, yeah. like, they they made it that far, you know? Because that's my mom thing. Hell, yeah, I'd have made it yeah. this far. Like, no, mom, I'm not okay. Like, I'm sorry that I'm laughing, <laughs> but it was just, no, y'all had to be there that night because I was just sitting there like, damn, do I get you a tissue or do I pour you another drink? Like, I don't know. Top, Complex, you know how my mama is, right? So yeah. you already know. No, I mean, my mom, my mom was the same way. Her saying was, well, don't kill you, make you stronger. Because there were times where we had talks and she would instantly cry. But, you know, because her, because my grandmother was the type of person, you don't talk about shit, you throw it in the closet. She suppressed a lot of stuff, too. I remember I had did a release. Um, I, I did a release project with her that I learned in college. I was like, you know, write down all of your your pain because she has a lot of issues with what her dad did to her growing up, like, you know, him abandoning her. So I'm like, write it all down and put it in the shoebox and then destroy it. And she was like, thank you for that. You know what I'm saying? Because I think I was like 23 at the mm-hmm. time. She was like, I never had nobody do that for me before. So, yeah, you're right. They do need to know that they have a voice too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and my last question under my category or my aspect is, do you think the village could ever be restored? (laughs) I can't even do the Kawhi laugh. I don't don't know. I do not know because um, times are changing and times are so different. It's so much chaos going on. It's so many different challenges going on. You know, I, I don't know. We are so stuck in our ways. It's a lot of hurt people in this world. I want to be hopeful, yeah. but I, I don't see it happening. Like, we have we have to do a lot because it's been like this for years. Like, I was telling um, I was telling DC and my cousin the other day, I was like, you know, people in the uh, – people like to say in the family, oh, the old heads would never let this happen. It started with them. They're the reason why mm-hmm. it's up. You know what I'm saying? It started with them. And we just – we, we you have people that's changing the narrative, but not enough people are changing the narrative yeah. because a lot of them 
still see kids as, oh, she's too fast, or, oh, he just a thug, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, he just going to waste his life away. And we talk so much shit about each other. We talk so much shit about each other. I have so many clients in the black community that talk so much shit about their kids, and I'll be looking like, well, you got to point it back to you. I really get to saying now, mm-hmm. when you point one finger, there's three pointing back at you because you, your child is the product of you. That you you set the example yeah. for them. So what you gonna do? So I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I'm hopeful, right? I'm hopeful, but then again, I see, you know, our current generation is probably gonna have to be the village. We're gonna have to recreate it, but in a healthier way. It would be nice mm-hmm. to incorporate, and I know is some people of the older generation that will not mind help rebuilding it, but. I feel like as of right now, we have to be the village. We have to all come together and stand up and use these newfound resources in a good and positive way so that we can all help this younger generation come up properly. You know, we need to use our platforms for spreading good and encouraging motivation and, you know, peace and teaching them the right way, educating them about who they really are, you know, not what the textbooks tell us. So I feel Mm -hmm. like... The village just has to just has to come back together. I got hope. Yeah. I'm praying for it. Uh, I feel like I, okay, where I'm at with this parenting thing, I'm I'm I have a village, right? It's not just me raising my kids. I accept input from everyone because the people that I accept the input know that my kids are humans too. They have their mm-hmm. own feelings. They have their voice, and I've taught my kids how to speak to someone and express themselves without becoming disrespectful or defensive. You know, they know how to talk and say, hey, this is how I'm feeling, this is why, you know, because I want them to know that they have a voice. I don't want them to be like me, being 30, almost 31, still trying to find my voice, you know. So I've been teaching Mm -hmm. them now. Like, I've been unlearning to relearn. So I feel like the people that I have in my life are the same as me, and they understand that these kids are human. So they do the same that I do, you know. Um, but I do feel like at some point I, I want it to be restored, you know. So I'm I'm hopeful as well, Complex. I'm hopeful as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, that goes into my aspect guidance. Um, my first question is um, who's really responsible for helping the child to grow up? Um, you know, parents, relatives teachers, police, or anyone else who falls in the category of role model? Like, do you feel like they're all responsible or, like, who's responsible for helping the child grow up? I feel like everybody. Everybody Mm -hmm. plays a part. And the reason why I say that is because when Messiah was christened at uh, New Providence Baptist Church, y'all, by my pastor, uh, Dr. Everett Jennings Sr., um, he spoke on that. He said that Yes, even though Messiah lives with me and his father at the time, you know, we can help with so much, but he's not going to be around us 24-7. He's going to come in contact with friends. He's going to come in contact with relatives. He's going to come in contact with uh, the community in itself. And it's up to all of us to pour good into him and to show him good. And that way he'll grow up and know how to behave and how to carry himself, you know, as a man. So it's it's everybody. You know, um, I do feel like it solely, I mean, it, it mainly, well, most of it goes on the parents because they're in the household. But it's mm-hmm. everybody. Everybody contributes, the community, everything. Everything and everybody contributes to how a child comes up. So, yeah. yeah. That's that part. See, this question was triggered by two different shows, right? Cold Case mm-hmm. and Lincoln Heights. Now, on Cold Case, it was an episode where the girl got raped, and she was talking to the, a female police officer about this, right? And you could tell in the police officer's face, you know, face, that she has been through this before. But she wanted to live by the norms, and she was like, well, you know they're going to ask you questions of, have you done this before? What type of uh, clothes did you wear? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, what did you do to provoke? So the girl was like, I don't want to go through that. Long story short, the girl ended up committing suicide, right? On Lincoln Heights, mm. um, it, you know, they had created a mother's group for all of the mothers who had lost their sons or anybody to gang violence. 
And a lot of them were saying, like, you know, if only I would have opened my door to such and such. We have to stop talking about it when it's too late of what we should have did. I feel like all everybody is responsible. A pastor, you know what I'm saying, if you see somebody out there in the streets um, stealing, put them, in, put them in a church, you know what I'm saying, let them work. Show them how to make a dollar the right way. You get what I'm saying, a teacher. But we always turn our heads and we say that's not our fault and we blame it on the parent. But you're right, it's only so much a parent can do. Because, you know, if, if parents say, I can't protect my child wherever they go, I can't protect them everywhere they go. So it should be like, you know what I'm saying, I'm hoping that somebody that they come across is leading them in the right way. So, yes, I do believe that everyone plays a part in it, and we have to stop being so selfish. So that goes into my next question. Do you feel parents of today's age see and hear their child, their children, and it just looks like chaos to the older generation? And, like, what I mean is, like, how, you know, look, look at Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade, you know what I'm saying, with their child. Yeah, I definitely feel like the older generation be looking at us like, why the hell you let them kids run all the wild? <laughs> they, see it, they see it as them running wild because they're expressing themselves at a young age, and we're accepting it. We're embracing it. You know, you have mm-hmm. to let a kid shape themselves. Like I said before, and I'll say many times again, they are little humans. They are just like us yeah. trying to figure this out. So you mm-hmm. have to let them express themselves. You cannot make your kids like you because that's all we're trying yes. to do deep down inside. Like, that's what our parents <laughs> try to do. No, you're going to wear yep. this because this is what I would have worn. No, you're going to say this because this is what I say. You know, so... I feel like, yes, they are looking at us like, you don't, you let that girl tell you how she feels. Like, my granddad is going for real. She is straight country. You let that girl mm-hmm. go out there like, yes, I did, Granny. Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. Because <laughs> that's what she wanted to wear. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so, I, yeah, they definitely looking at us sideways, but they not understanding. Like, it's not us letting them run wild or do whatever they mm-hmm. want. No. We are, we're talking, we're communicating, you know, we're sitting down having this discussion, especially like with the Dwayne Wade and uh, Gabrielle Union, with their, with their situation, right? My thing is they're sitting down talking to her. I'm going to say her Mm -hmm. because that is what, yeah. yeah. So they are sitting down talking to her. They're, you know, they're being supportive of everything that she's going through, all the backlash, everything you know even though this is a child and y'all some sick individuals you know trying to go on a child which i don't i don't recommend or condone in no such form because at the end of the day this is not an adult that y'all attacking it's bad enough that y'all do it with the adults but leave this child alone okay so but my thing is but they're being supportive in the whole world even the celebrities that used to be their friends are like man why they letting that little boy run around like that and they doing it. No, no. Mm-hmm. They're letting that child express who they are and grow into who they want to become. Stop putting limitations mm-hmm. on stuff just because that's what your parents taught you. No, this is what you yeah. do. This is how you act because you're this. No. It's a different mm-hmm. day and age. It's okay to let your kids speak up for how they, you know, to speak up for themselves because my thing is what you don't allow they're going to sneak and do anyway. So why not be in communication? Yeah, so, yeah. true, true. <laughs> um, I definitely feel like anything outside the norm does not look right. Um, now, okay, we have kids raising kids, too. And they, some of these challenges, I just don't get it. You know what I'm saying? This whole crate challenge, you know what I'm saying? It's just <laughs> like the whole set yourself on fire challenge. Where the hell oh, is shoot. the parents at? But... I do believe that a lot more of us are letting our children express themselves, letting them talk to us. It used to make me cringe when, you know, my friends would talk about their, you know, talk about sex openly to their parents. And I'd be like, your mom ain't about to slap the shit out of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, my mom would have like slapped the shit out of me as soon as I said, mom, I'm horny. She would have got the holy water. <laughs> so, you know, like, I'd be like, damn, I kind of want parents like that. And then it's like, 
now that child is learning how to change the narrative. And you have some, you know, out there who's never had that example, but they're still changing the narrative. You get what I'm saying? For their children, letting mm-hmm. them talk, you know, letting them talk up and everything. I tell DC all the time, please adopt me. I want to be your daughter because I've never had a parent <laughs> like you before. You get what I'm saying? Because I just was never seen and never heard growing up. But I think, like, you know, with, like, the, the whole Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle, you know, with their daughter, a lot of people don't agree with that. They feel like, you know, oh, you know what I'm saying, he's too young. You know what I'm saying? What if he changes his mind mm-hmm. as he gets older? We don't know. But I commend them for saying I'm not going to deny my child, you know what I'm saying, of their needs. You know, they're human. This is what they want to do, right? Just like with uh, Blue Ivy, how they was going in on uh, Beyonce. need to comb that child's head. It's called natural. Yep. And, and I've seen Blue's hair pressed out. She got she got inches, okay? Like, she got more hang time than me. So I'm just saying, Girl. like, we have to learn to stop because my grandmother listened to other people about my hair, and she put a perm in my hair, and it broke it off. We have to stop letting other people. And I think, okay, I think this is where the village really went at because it's like people be like, it's my child. It's my decision. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, fuck it. There's a difference between guiding a person and basically trying to tell a person how they should do it. Because if you're nitpicking at a person's parenting, it's like you're basically saying you don't know what you're doing. And I've seen that growing up. You know, I had a friend that was a teenage mom, and, you know, she didn't like the fact that everybody around her was telling her, oh, you know what I'm saying, that child, that child should be covered when she go outside. It's too early to take her out, you know what I'm saying? Like, they would just always tell her what she needed to do, and she was like, oh, my God, can I learn this on my own? And then they felt like, oh, well, fuck it then. You don't want my input? You know what I'm saying? And here you go. So I don't know. It's, it's, just, it's just all crazy. But that goes into my next question. Do you feel there was proper guidance for us back then versus today? No. <laughs> no, girl. <laughs> no. Uh, because we were told we couldn't do a bunch of stuff we did it anyway, sneaking, and nobody was yeah. paying attention to us. Sorry. Yeah. I feel like our parents were stricter on us because they knew what was out there. And instead of them explaining to us what was out there, they kept mm-hmm. us locked up and sheltered from a lot of stuff yeah. that we could come in contact with. And then, lo and behold, the start of social media started happening and, you know, it took off. Like you said, we were the test dummies. We were the mm-hmm. ones who got exposed to a lot of stuff a lot earlier than what our parents intended for us, okay, because yeah. of social media. So mm-hmm. the more they said no, the more we did behind their back. And like I said, it, it yeah, it was pretty much us raising ourselves secretly. You know, we, mm-hmm. we were trying to be up there in age so quickly because we didn't have that proper guidance. We didn't. Yeah. Our parents didn't understand us. They wanted to beat on us or punish us, you know, um, because we was out of out of control is what they would label. Instead of trying to sit down and figure out what was going on, we were just labeled as out of control. So I don't mm. think we had proper guidance. Yeah. I definitely feel like we didn't have proper guidance growing up, um, you know, versus people today because our parents were scared to be our friend because they felt like if I talk to my child about it, I'm condoning what is going on. And it's like, no, you're educating if you really think about it. It's like you said, you know what I'm saying? Our parents were so strict because of the fears that they had of what we would go through. But baby, listen, I was so sneaky to the point where I would hang out over my feet, my, you know, my friend's house, and they knew how to act all innocent in front of my mom to where she felt comfortable. It was a different story when I was over there. <laughs> and you'd be so scared to, you know, you'd be so scared to let your child go out there because you don't know what other children can be impressionable on your kids as well. You know, so you don't know what they're being taught, how they're being raised, and it can rub off on your kids. So our parents, because I know my mom felt like if I just be extra strict and keep her in the house, everything will be fine. But, no, curiosity always kills the cat, always kills the cat. So mm-hmm. I'm going to sneak behind your back and do it. And it's like it's also the fear of they know what they did when they were growing up. So when they say I wrote the handbook, I know what you're thinking, they mean that shit. Because now yes. I find myself, I, I used to find myself saying that to my nephew. Now I really try to have 
a relationship with him where he can talk to me about stuff, but I think that he has to get in front of me to see. I don't think he can understand through text and talking on the phone. I have to show him. You can talk to me about anything, mm-hmm. but I really wish that I really wish that my mom would have been my friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you can be your child's friend, but also let them know, listen, I'm your parent, so there is respect, but I want you to know you can talk to me about anything because you're going through a lot, and you don't know how to sort it out, and I've been there before. I don't, I, I don't want you to feel like you have no one to talk to because sometimes our friends can be a little bit too, uh, a little bit too hurtful, too. And then, you know, back then in high school, if you didn't have the proper guidance, you were picking the wrong kind of friends. So they can sit up there and they want to see you down and everything like that, so they're going to manipulate you and everything. No, I want you to come talk to me before anybody else try to yeah. get in your head and twist some shit. So that goes into my last question. Um, who has the most impact on the child, the mom or the father? Oh, oh God. And I just want to say I had nothing to do with this question. This is all DC's question. I'm just throwing it out there. That that when when you had sent it, I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna answer this. <laughs> Shit. Uh, <laughs> okay, you got me, DC. You got me. <laughs> um, shoot. Uh, damn. I would have to okay. say both. Okay. I'll have to, I would have to say both. Um, I know that's probably like the easy way out, right? But I'm going I'm to explain it to you, right? Because your mother is the person that shows you your nurturing side. It's the person that shows you how to run a household, um, how to be a lady. And I'm speaking just for females because I can only speak for me, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it's the, the lady that shows you how to love. You know, that's when you get your first unconditional love bond from from somebody that you bond with, like, you're in her stomach, you're in her womb forming. So you yeah. grow that love when you're when you're just a seed in her stomach, right? And then um, your father, because that's, that's, that's the one that shows you the protection. That's the one that shows you I got you and I'll hold you down through anything. He makes you feel yeah. secure. He shows you what a provider is. He shows you how to be respected as a lady. So I feel like both play a very important part on raising a daughter, vice versa for a man. You know, if you're raising a boy, you know, you the mother has to show him how to be a nurturer, how to be a listener, how to understand, how to provide for a household, how to, you know, bring something to the table, how to love on women. That mother yeah. sets that example for that son to know how to properly treat a woman. That father shows him how to be a provider, how to be um, – you know, ahead of a household, how to lead, how to mm-hmm. make sure you love a woman properly. So both parents play a huge yeah. role in a child's development. It's not just one or the other. You need both. Like, that's why a lot of these girls are out here jumping from men to men because, like you said, they want that validation of somebody because they're missing it with yeah. their father. That's why these boys yeah. out here disrespecting these women because they didn't have mm-hmm. a mother that – Shows them, look, this is how you treat a woman. This is how a woman's supposed to be treated. And this is what, you, you know, This I'm setting the example. If you love me, then you're not going to be out there treating them like that. So, yeah, I definitely feel like both plan, both parents play an equal amount of part in a child's development. No, I don't even think that was the easy way out. I think that's the honest answer. We feel like, you know, the mom has more impact because, you know, you have sometimes, like, okay, Cedric the Entertainer said it before. He was like, a lot of us don't want to go live with our damn daddy. They don't never have nothing that match. They don't have no peanut butter. They got peanut butter, no jelly. <laughs> they got Kool-Aid, but you can't make it. There ain't no sugar, right? So you have them, you know, like you feel like, okay, the mom is more impactful because she has the nurturing side, but I feel like it's both. You need both to balance it out. That daughter needs that father there to show her how a man's supposed to treat her, to show her what it's like to be protected, to show her what not to tolerate and what to, you know what I'm saying, what to tolerate. She needs that nurturing side as well from her mom. She needs, but mom can still be hard on the daughters even when the dad is in the picture. So moms have to change the narrative too and learn how to be more gentle with their daughters. Learn how to heal from stuff that you already went through because, yes, your daughter is the spitting image of you, but understand that she is not you. 
and you can and, mm-hmm. and you have to pour into her, even though it's hard because we never had that example. But you have to pour into your daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like you wanted someone to pour into you. Um, like you said, you know the 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 man the the son needs the man there to show him how to be a man. You know what I'm saying? Show him how to court a woman. Show him how to, you know, like leave the household and everything. Like you said it in a nutshell. I don't feel like that was the easy answer. That's that's the honest answer because it's so unbalanced. You you know, for not having a father in the picture, I don't need no nigga. Because because you go out into the real world and you pick the same type of guys that let you down just like your father did. Like you said, with guys, mm-hmm. when the mama said you ain't going to be shit, you pussy-ass nigga, fuck bitches, okay? Fuck them, right? Yeah. Like, I'm going to smack the shit out of a bitch that say it because you're not my mama. And then some niggas just don't care. They'll 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 go and smack they They'll punch their mama. You know what I'm saying? They don't, they don't care. Yes. So we have to do better. Like, it's... It's so it's so crazy, but this really goes back to back to slavery when they broke up the family household. It was Willie Lynch said it. It was always his mission to break up the black family, and he is still succeeding. Three hundred, it's it's past three hundred years. He's still succeeding to this day, and it's so sad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was a dope-ass segment. I hope y'all gained yeah. as much knowledge as I have because I know I got me some gems. I pulled a lot from the answers yeah. and the questions. So, yeah, we hope that y'all enjoyed that. We're going to jump right into our As a Woman question complex with that As a Woman question. You be sound, y'all be sounding so sad when y'all say way into these segments. Damn. ain't even that bad. <laughs> so Girl, the question whatever. is, as a woman... What are you outgrowing in this season of your life? See? Mm. <laughs> That's simple, girl. Niggas. I'm tired of them. Okay. <laughs> sure. No. No. Okay. So what I'm what I have outgrown in this season is letting anger consume me and being so quick to be angry and holding grudges. I'm so over it, y'all. It takes too much energy out of me to remember I'm mad at you. So I just want to forget about it. Like, I don't want to get angry no more. Like, I know I'm probably going to get mad. Yeah, I get frustrated. Cool. But I don't want it to consume me and mess up my entire day, y'all. I got so much to live for. God just keeps showing me that he only has good plans for me. And why am I going to stop that by being angry about something? Because what is it going to do that I'm still mad about something? Nothing at all, but make my day go by longer. I notice that when I'm happy, my day goes by pretty quick, especially when I'm at work. When I'm dealing with a bunch of kids, and if mm-hmm. I'm just happy the whole day and minding my own business, baby, my day go by quick. It'd be 5.30 before I know it. But if I go mm. in there, I let one thing piss me off, and I carry it on, it'd be like 12.30 for like four hours. So I'm mm. over it. I am over it. I'm not going to let this consume me any longer. I'm just, uh, this season has showed me that there's so much beauty in life. It's so much goodness in life. Like, no, I'm going to enjoy it because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen to you the next minute. So I'm not about to, no, no. I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah. I also want to say I'm proud of you with that because I noticed this weekend you was about to get upset about something. I heard over there saying, slow to anger, just slow to anger. I was like, I need to start chanting that my dance. <laughs> <laughs> I need to start chanting that my dance. But um, when I'm outgrowing in this season, I'm outgrowing gaslighting and bullshit excuses, mm. okay? Um, oh, listen, I, I'm of a person that used to just give in to a person guilt tripping me and, may, and, you know, and flipping the script. I'm not giving. I'm outgrowing that this season. I'm doing what makes me happy. You don't care about my feelings, so why should I care about yours? You get what I'm saying? And bullshit excuses mm-hmm. because I'm the type of person, I'm so considerate that I used to put other people's feelings before my own. No, I'm not doing it anymore because I have set up there and I've suppressed my feelings so much to the point where I get to my lowest point and be ready to end it all and get suicidal thoughts. And I said, I'll be damned if I still smile in the person's face not and, and, and act like everything's okay. When this motherfucker had me having suicidal thoughts, yes. hell no. You don't get that Come access on, to nah. me no more. I have boundaries. So, yes, I'm outgrowing yes. that. 
God has shown me that I have too many opportunities. And it's like my cousin said, when you pass those tests that they've been sending to you constantly, you level up. So I'm telling you, Mm -hmm. I got tested yesterday twice. A text message came through, (laughs) then a motherfucking request on Snapchat. I rebuke you, gaslighting. I rebuke you, bullshit excuses. Keep it the fuck moving. So, yeah. Come on, now. Bye-bye. That's all I can say. It's over. Yeah, we releasing that right here on this show today. We, me and you yes. both, we just released our our little demons. Bye. Y'all going run free. Right. Go on ahead. Yes. Bye bye. Okay. We so like our claim is for both of us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we kept trying to go back to Earth. <laughs> yep. Girl. Dog. <laughs> Man. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yo. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> All right. Now we're about to jump. We're about to jump into our, the girl I see you moment. Complex. Who you highlighting tonight? Okay. So I am going to shout out two people. First, I'm going to say that we are back in full effect with the Express Yourself um, poetry. It's going to be this Friday if you want to tune in. Yay. I'm trying to go to the fire, y'all, so I can let y'all know. So, yes, we're going to be going live under Mrs. underscore Rosario. That's R-O-S as in Sam, A-R-I-O underscore poem. That's the page we're going to be going um, live on. So if you want to tune in live, you can. If you want to perform, you can request the live. Will follow under there. We're going to be going live at 8 o'clock. So I'm going to be sending the flyer to you in everybody's inbox um, because it's all on there. It's still donation-based. Um, you know, so if you want to donate a dollar to $10, we appreciate it. You can cash at me at complex underscore. Wait, no shit. I don't even know my fucking cash app name. That's fucked <laughs> up. Hold up. I was about to say my damn Instagram. Um, you can cash at me at dollar sign complex angel 90. Say it fuck up. So, yes, you know, we're back in full effect, and I have been constipated with poetry, so I'm ready to get back to it. And I want to shout out, even though this is the girl I see you, Mama, I want to shout out you, Queen K, and DC, for coming out to Philly. It's always good to be around good energy. I just want to thank y'all for rocking with me since teenage years, and y'all haven't got tired of my shit yet. Because I know that I was a lot to deal with <laughs> back then. And I know that I didn't put y'all through some shit now. And it makes me feel good that even when y'all going through stuff, and I'd be like, okay, do you want to take a break from the podcast? And y'all be like, no, this is my outlet. Thank y'all for letting me know that something that I created is actually dope. And I'm glad that you guys see it as an outlet, too. So I just want to say that. I see y'all. But, you know, DC, I see you because you're not a girl. But, yes, I got the hands, boo. Mm-hmm. I see you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm giving my shout out to us to this platform yeah. right here. We get on every Monday giving y'all gems. Okay, I'm just gonna say, hey, if we don't toot our own horn, who's gonna toot it for us? So, Definitely. I celebrate me and you and this girl I see you moment because not only do we do this every Monday, but we have to prep for this. Like, this is not no. We call each other on Monday. Okay, these are the questions. These are the topics. No, Complex already got season six and eight probably already, right? She gets on these <laughs> topics quick, baby. She already has guests lined up next to it, and she <laughs> send it to me. Like, yeah. she had it some, like, I'm telling y'all, it's, it, this is a process, baby. We got questions ready. We get highlights done for y'all. We come on here giving y'all a dope-ass show every Monday, y'all. Whether it's something light or something heavy like today, I commend both of us because we both have our own personal lives. We both work full time. We both got other stuff going on in our lives. And we still get on here regardless of what we're going through. Y'all, it's been some days that I know for me have been like, I don't want to even be here no more. Like, I don't even want to. Like, I've I've went through those days. And I'm sure Complex has went through her days as well, but. We bounce right into this like nothing happened. And by the end of the show, baby, you won't know what we got going on. It's when me and her mm-hmm. call each other after the show, like, hey, girl, what's going on with you? I noticed in your voice. But to <laughs> y'all, y'all just get a show, right? But, yeah, yeah. so my girl, I see you moment goes to both of us. Um, we doing a damn thing, and we're going to turn this into something way more, y'all. Just 
stay tuned. Keep rocking with us because we got a lot of stuff, a lot of, lot yeah. of stuff. So, yeah. That gonna, is my girl. I see logo. your moment. Logo art. Yeah, and the logo getting logo updated, art. y'all. Yeah. Y'all going to see my face. Yes. I guess. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we going to jump on into the AO Ask Queen K or girl, I got something to say. What's going on? Come you already know what I'm about to ask. You already know what I'm about to ask. How do you feel about the Shikari Richardson because they are canceling <gasps> her and talking shit about her because she lost. But I'm, I'm not even going to say it. I'm going to let you talk. Yep. <laughs> mm. So you want me to go there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just need people to stop being fake. Uh, y'all was mm-hmm. willing to boycott the Olympics, and y'all was willing to Thank boycott you. this and that, and talking all big stuff about having her back when they kicked her out. But then she comes back and she loses, and now y'all mad at her. Pause. Mm. Who the hell are y'all? Why are y'all so flip flop wish washy? Stop being like that. How you gonna cancel yeah. this girl when she needs you the most? Like, no, this is when she needs that support that y'all was pouring out right now. Like, no. She came back. She still ran. I commend her for that. And she'll always be a champion in my eyes. She still won because she came back from adversity and ran a yeah. hell of a race. Like, no, yeah. I still support her. Like, no, everything still stands for me. Y'all need to stop rooting for people when they winning. And then when they fail, mm-hmm. y'all canceling them out. No, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go so hard for somebody, do it in the good and bad times. Don't just do it when everything looks good. See, that's a lot of bandwagon stuff going on. That's what that is. You're jumping on the bandwagon because mm-hmm. it's popular. A lot of y'all was rooting all this stuff. Yes, Shikari, this Shikari, but then as soon as she lose, now y'all with the rest of them. Oh, man, she wasn't worth it. What? No. No. Right. girl still got out there and did what she do, and that's run her ass off. Half of y'all niggas can't go up the stairs. Y'all better leave her alone. Don't play with me. That's what I was about to say. Don't do it. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> right. Don't do it. Maybe I can't even y'all... run from here to the front door. Shit. Shit. Without <laughs> being out of breath. No. Okay. And she's still, at the end of the day, I salute her. Because even though she came in ninth place, she still saluted the black queens that won. Like, come on mm-hmm. now, y'all. That ain't. That's yeah. what a champion is made out of. They don't win mm-hmm. everything. Y'all y'all thought so hard. Oh, yeah, she about to come back. She about to do it. Y'all, no, stop. Leave her alone. Y'all, y'all mm-hmm. the reason. Y'all put too much pressure on that girl. She couldn't even run properly. But, baby girl, go in there, train harder. You got this. You got this. God got something in store for you because he wouldn't have let you come back from that if he didn't. He got something so much bigger for you, you don't even understand. And I don't know if she's going to ever hear this. But I'm rooting for you. I know you're a winner. That's that's point blank. Queen K said it, baby. Yeah. They yeah, love you when you down. They love you when you down and feel entitled when you up. But um yeah. Girl. <laughs> girl, people some people that's why I put on my status today, like, I'm so over human because this shit is beyond me. Okay. So it's beyond me. <laughs> but okay, um, that that's actually what I was gonna speak on anyway. So yeah. So now we y'all we gonna close the show out with complex. She's gonna give us that no apology thought followed by that self affirmation. Complex, go ahead. So I got one no apology thought. It's been a crazy weekend. I did not prep. But it is they'll stab <laughs> you in the lungs. I give this to one mindfullife dot com. It says they'll stab you in the lungs and then ask why you having trouble breathing. Like I said before, I am rebuking gaslighting. As people pleasers, we will accept someone's apology. We will put the pain that they put us through to the back burner, and we will forgive all, and nothing has changed, right? And then when something else happens, they will gaslight you. They will reach out to you when you're trying to move on from them, you know, just to see if you're happy because they want to still have access to you. They want to still be seen as a good person in your eyes. No. Keep the same energy that you had when you were dogging me out, when you were hurting me, because my cousin said it. Because I told her, I said, growing up, I used to always give in, you know, and I would stop giving asylum treatment to people who hurt me when they said life is too short. And she said, cousin, life was just as short when they was doing it, when they was hurting you. I said that fucking part. So listen, put yourself first, 
Stop being considerate to other people's feelings because I'm understanding now. Hurt feelings because they don't mind hurting yours. We got to stop gaslighting people and we have to stop accepting it. It goes back to that saying, in order to... In order to get over the pain that someone else hurt, like that, that someone else has caused you, you have to break up with the person that accepted it too. So if a motherfucker's gonna come back into your life, no, our relationship has to be very different. And honestly, you can't even do that because narcissistic people they hate boundaries. So keep it the fuck moving. And that goes into yes. my self affirmation tonight. I am giving it to the law of here and now. And this law says living in the present moment is the only way to be truly happy. Holding on to the past and obsessing about the future will only make you unhappy. So my self-affirmation is living in the moment is best for me. Sadness keeps me in the past. Anxiety leaves me yearning for the future. Present is key because it's the only moment that is happening now. So, you know, honestly, like I say that to say we have to stop obsessing over the past. It doesn't exist anymore. It is a mere memory. Live in the moment. And, you know, you can think about the future, but don't dwell on it because it hasn't happened yet. Live in this moment now because I'm telling you, you will miss out on so many beautiful opportunities. And with that being said, I love you guys. I'm Complex Angel. I'm the vibe. And I'm Queen K. I'm the vision. And peace and love. We are out. Peace and love.